I guess we should probably we should probably intro this so we can we can move on ahead, full steam ahead. Choo choo. Welcome ahead. to Morning Brew episode 13. I'm Adam Sharon. I'm unlucky number Stephen Burke. And I'm Daniel Percy. Hey, great. There we go. We introed it. Excellent. Now no one can complain. No, nobody can complain. I realized that I just needed to con myself into going last by assuring myself that was the prestige position. You know, like when they do the movie credits and at the end they're like, <laughs> and Ian McKellen. So I just I just need to come in again and introduce myself a second time. <laughs> and, and introducing. <laughs> yeah. And debuting Adam Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's gorgeous out today. It's 20 degrees in, in Dublin for, for anyone who's, who's listening from abroad. It's a big deal for us because we've had uh, no good weather for the past, what, five months? Because mm, it's been a six. fucking... It's been a Longer, fucking miserable, yeah. from like October up until now, it's been a pretty miserable year to the point where I only discovered yesterday, and I shouldn't have looked this up because I really bummed myself out. Hmm. In 2019, my electricity bill for the entire year was 400 euro. Um, keep in mind, there's a 200 euro standing fee, regardless of whether you turn on any fucking light switch in the house or not. So it was 400 quid for the year. I've already spent that in the first five months of 2021. <laughs> what were you doing last December then? When it was frigid. I, I guess that's where most of my bill was coming from. Holy most shit. of the year, our bill does be almost nothing. And then when it's freezing, obviously the heat and stuff comes on. But yeah, yeah for the past like six months, it's been so bad in, in Ireland that we've gotten so many like snap freezes and like drastic weather downturns where it's gone to minus degrees. I've somehow managed to run up an entire year's worth of bills in the first five months of the year. Like, you should get a little wood-burning stove. You should get a little wood burning stove. Just get a console, get somebody like to cut a hole in the side of your wall and then get a chimney put out of it. Get a little wood burning stove and do what my dad does and pull pallets out of skips in your area. There'd be loads. There'd be people flipping houses for ages, so there'd be loads of free wood. That'll definitely get my deposit back. <laughs> yeah, but how much is your deposit? I mean, how much think about how much you'll save in energy costs yeah, not heating true. the place with electricity. Well, I guess I could just go back to wearing two hoodies. <laughs> fix it that two hoodies and two pairs of socks and just fix it that way i suppose yeah i'm fucking sick and i'm gonna be i'm literally gonna spend like twice what i would have spent in two years ago on electricity this fucking year um all because holy of shit. shit six months of this year is he gonna help pay for it i lie to Aoife about the bill every time it comes in <laughs> well, you look, say, when you say it's bigger than it is <laughs> yeah storing the money she thinks yeah. she's been paying towards the bill i squirrel it away and use it to buy pints on the weekend um, no, I, I, I lied. I lied at you about the the cost of bills. Um, almost every bill actually, <laughs> because that way she can still contribute towards the bill, but not know what the actual number is. And I, I'll just cover the difference, and that's fine. That's, nah. she's not, does she not listen to this? Have you just not given the game away? Uh, no, she knows I lied to her about the bills. But oh, I mean, okay. they're all in my name, and there's no way she can get to them. So like, she just has to accept that. Like, you know, if I tell her the bill is say sixty. She has to just assume that I'm telling the truth and give me thirty. <laughs> like that's how that works, you know. It's so it's fine. But uh, I yeah, thought no, she had you whipped. That look, there's certain things that people get weird about money, and I understand that people want to contribute and stuff. I'd, I'd cover the bill. I mean, I don't give a shit about that, you know. At this stage, we're getting married in under six months, so it really doesn't matter at this point, anyway. But are uh, you gonna have a joint you know, bank account? We already have one. I have many bank accounts. You just don't. You I just obviously don't that. use it. Uh, the current joint bank account is used for saving and paying for wedding stuff, and then my uh, normal account is used for like salary and day-to-day -day stuff, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, Eventually, mm -hmm, I'll probably mm -hmm. get rid of all that and just have the one, because uh, it's a real nightmare managing multiple accounts. But mm. um, you know, people like to contribute. People like to 
people don't like to feel like they're sponging off other people. So I have a great system and it's called lying and it works out great. If anyone out there is in a similar situation, try it. <laughs> I see. Now somebody else talk. It's very difficult. Uh, what do you? What's your arrangement? What? What do you? What lies do you tell to Nuria, Dan? Um, I don't actually tell any lies to Nuria, primarily because I am the world's worst liar. Even if I try I mean, to tell a, a lie as part of a joke, I can't. I can't keep the straight face long enough to uh to to get to the punchline. It's it's dreadful, and I, I I don't think I used to be this bad liar. I think she's silently conditioned me by continually telling me I'm a terrible liar that now I believe it and have mentally made myself incapable of lying convincingly. Maybe she yeah. was right to begin with. I think so. I think I'm not I'm not a natural actor or Tell us um, a lie, go on. Um like where do you really work? Uh the docks. The dock. The doctor or the doctor yards? The dockyards. But it's a good the dockyards. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do at the dockyard? Do you shovel coal? No, he's a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> medical work. Yeah, <laughs> he's a doctor. Do so you're the doc doc. I'm a prostitute. Come, come, doctor. Come, being you're the, cock the, doc the doc. operative word here. You're the doc, cock doc. I work at the Cocklands. Yeah, that's what I've already said. The Irish Financial Services Centre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that made into a T-shirt. <laughs> With all the statues replaced by like penis outlines, that would be great. No, but I, 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 I don't think I, I lie very often, just because it's not worth the mental energy. I'm, I'm a very, ang I, get, I get anxiety over everything, so it's just not worth the stress on my part to even try to yeah. remember if I settle. Like, because you don't have to lie and be convincing at the time; you have to remember it afterwards. You have to be like, mm. oh yeah, I did say that. I don't know. Great Uncle yeah. John Joe died. She can never not, meet him I though. I'm not a great liar eater. I can do like if if it's for a joke, I'll fucking I'll power through. <laughs> if if there's something funny in it, I'll power through. But like I'm not a great liar eater. But my previous relationship, man, did we lie a lot. And the trick is, kids, if you're in a terrible relationship, you're both lying to a lot. Just start a fight anytime you're gonna be caught out. There you go. And then you move <laughs> past the whole lie scenario because you're too busy fighting over whatever the fuck it is you're fighting about that day. I see. I feel like there's a whole rich vein like of, yeah. of toxic relationship advice, which you'd never get properly published because like L or Cosmo or whatever doesn't fucking want to be associated with people in toxic relationships. But <laughs> just if, you're already, if you're already in one, you may as well know how to navigate it. Exactly. That's it. Like they'll just put out, all they have to do is put like a column out in fucking Cosmo or wherever they put these columns, Vogue, why not? And then just a disclaimer at the bottom of like literally do the opposite of whatever this man says. Yeah. No, <laughs> this, is all, this is all solid advice in reverse. They, just they, do that. They, they give like two columns. Where one is like in green and that's the good relationship advice. Like it's important to communicate your feelings and be clear <laughs> with your position. And then in red is the bad relationship advice. Like if you break something, they'll be more distracted by that than by your feelings. <laughs> they publish mine in white on white paper. Just <laughs> they hope no one can see it. You have to use lemon juice to, to, <laughs> to bring it out. Every every quarterly meeting, they have the discussion of why they're still publishing this and spending money on it <laughs> when they clearly don't want anyone to read it. Like the editor is clearly <laughs> in a toxic relationship and it's just like, yeah, I just relate to it somehow. <laughs> this is how I survive at home. <laughs> yeah. Relationships are great when they're, you know, not... Not, <laughs> not toxic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is that is that is a... That's something I discovered in the past five years. 
And it's like, hey, <laughs> this is actually okay. I figure out, I know, I realize what people are doing now. It uh, is. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> it, it, it is something I think is like so strange is that, like, because relationships, if you, like, initially, anyway, they're so specific to the people in them. Yeah. That, you know, obviously, the more you have, the more kind of well versed or aware you become of just the different ways they can be. But especially if you have people who are like in their first relationship or are in relatively few or may have moved from one long term one to another, they're actually like their understanding of what the norms of a relationship is can be massively skewed. Like if you're of a person who is in a relationship with someone who's very controlling and then goes into another relationship with someone who might be similarly controlling, they might just assume, oh, mm. that's just what a relationship is. That's just. You, know, you, have to, you have to give up all of your autonomy in a relationship, and and it is. I I, I guess it's something, especially probably in Ireland, where people don't communicate their experiences or feelings properly. That is probably a bit of an issue. I'd say like yeah. it is something that there are a lot of people who have a lot of unhealthy things in their relationship that they've never thought are unhealthy. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like one of the benefits that I've had in my life is that I've moved around and lived in different places quite a lot, and um, before coming back to Ireland. So I have had the um, the benefit of having terrible toxic relationships on every continent, which has really helped me out. Um, <laughs> Including Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking penguins, dude. <laughs> Man, we never got our clothes off. <laughs> it's all black and white with you. Where's the new one? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, all, were all your relationships toxic in different ways or did they follow a template? No, I, I, I do oh, joke. They weren't terrible. They weren't, different. <laughs> they weren't really all terrible. Way. I've only okay. had I've only had one genuine toxic relationship, and it it was a before last year or this year just gone was definitely by far the worst relationship you could ever imagine being in. And then it's kind of like, what the fuck was I doing? But also that's yeah. like, but like that's the that's the thing. Like you think back to it, and you're like, oh yeah, I mean that's fucking stupid. I should have left that way earlier. And it's like, well, yeah, but you don't fucking think of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's way it's way easy after you've already broken up to be like, ah, oh, I should have broken up with this person. It's like, well, yeah. I mean that's the fucking obvious answer, isn't it? It fucking did. But uh, no, I've only I've only had the one awful relationship, and then I've just had others where like you know, I don't know, things didn't work out, or you know, people wanted different things, or just stuff like that. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, I mean the last the the person i was dating before Aoife, um was purely because we didn't want to live in the same place like they i was moving and they were moving and we were moving completely opposite directions and neither one of us wanted to move to that other place so you know the only thing you can really do at that point is break up I feel like i was hoping for more salacious nuggets that i could use in your best man speech I, uh, which would not, not mention Aoife at all and we'll just focus on all previous relationships and yeah, then at the I, end I wonder why it went down so poorly there's definitely parts of the toxic relationship that I can go into at times on the show because it's kind of funny but there's <laughs> not one of those times <laughs> not while you're naked not while you're naked no, no protection just... <laughs> that's another yikes that... That's another thing you need to put in. Oh, no, don't worry. I am wearing a condom. I just mean I don't have, like, a shield. I see. That's very no face, No face shield. No, 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 that. Oh. Well, I'm the type of guy who likes to settle down. Never in one place. I roll from town to town. Um, Is... Will I start with a topic, or? Go just ahead. One, one second. Did you okay. sing the opposite of that song? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the type of guy who'll never settle down. No, I'm the type of guy who likes to settle down. I stay in one spot. I'm the, I'm the settler. <laughs> That's in the best man's speech. 
It's striking to me that I nearly ended up being best man twice next year <laughs> if Dan hadn't just been the toss of a coin. I, I like that you've given me some agency there. I conspired yeah. to win the toss. Who, what was the other one? Uh, I have agreed to be the best man for Stephen Brandon. Stephen Brandon's getting married. Congratulations, Stephen Brandon. Yeah. Congratulations, Stephen Brandon, one of our most loyal listeners. I haven't talked to Stephen in many years, mainly because we haven't talked to anyone in many years at this point. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations, Stephen Brandon. That's good. It is very meaningless now to talk about your like your admittedly, relationship with anyone had, in a time scale. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, if you had told me that Stephen Brandon would get engaged one day, I'd be like, no, definitely not. I don't even think he knows how to get down on a single knee. Um, but he fucking he proved me wrong. Um, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And you know, ultimately, any excuse around you know how it happened doesn't matter because he succeeded. So congratulations, Stephen Brandon. Yeah, trick is just be minted. That does good, pay, good paying job. A flash out of the cash, you know what I mean? Congratulations. Married yeah, he, uh, in a suit made of notes. He's a <laughs> professional lottery winner. As <laughs> we like to call them these days, software developers. <laughs> Tech company. <laughs> professional lottery winner. <laughs> we do very little for an awful lot. <laughs> All right, Steve, what's your topic? Uh, well, what else? But what is topical? Um, Let's talk about the fact that um, people are complaining about people not picking up after they've been drinking cans in the city centre. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ever agree? I, I, can, I can definitely see how that's annoying to people. Uh, I think you have to realise the fact that a fucking bin is just a chunk of metal with a big fucking hole in it, so just put <laughs> bins everywhere. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. If there's bins everywhere, people are going to put stuff in the fucking bin. If you collect the bins, they're just going to put stuff in the now empty bin. I, I, there's an easy solution to this stuff. Uh, this is this is after the usual um, round of whinging from the usual quarters on Twitter.com uh, in in respect of people having been drinking out uh, drinking out in the streets again last night uh, Friday night in Dublin um, in line with some of the public health restrictions, but uh, Dublin City Council is treating it as an organised or disorganised gathering. Um, let's see. Dublin City Council staff were on hand this morning on a number of streets in the city to deal with the significant amount of waste left behind overnight. This is unusual. I, I don't think I've ever seen a press statement released by Dublin City Council. Um, Especially now when it comes to picking up rubbish. On a Saturday. They don't do <laughs> shit on a Saturday. Gatherings of this size and nature are contrary to current public health regulations. Mm, not sure. These gatherings are not planned events. Well, they can't be contrary to public health regulations if they're not planned events. But anyway, here we are. Dublin City Council has very few powers to deal with them. We encourage all citizens and businesses to act in a responsible manner and adhere to public health regulations. Dublin City Council will review the situation this week and discuss it with other stakeholders. So I think it's probably probably going to be fair to say there's going to be more fences going up soon enough. Should oh, be yeah. interesting. Yeah, a lot uh, more they'll probably fence off half the city now just for, just for this. I think they should put a big fucking dome around the city, like in the Simpsons movie. I think that's just the easiest way to go about it. Just fucking yeah. drop a big return dome. to your homes. I uh, I have real problems with this stuff because I understand that people get. I hate seeing rubbish all over the ground too i it, it's it is mm. gross but like ultimately if you don't give people a way to dispose of rubbish in a public setting where the fuck are they gonna put it they're not putting their fucking mcdonald's bag in their pocket until they get home at night like you know i just you have to accept the fact that if you're giving them a way to consume in public and no way to dispose in public then it's gonna go on the ground you know it's one just the, the way it's gonna go one of the locations where most of this is happening is on kind of drury street uh you know basically the former party street in the before times and um 
there's a big off license there. There's a big duns there where you, people can pick up cans. People aren't getting bin bags to fill with the content. So they're they're taking away like they're literally marketed as grab bags of cans, you know, the little four packs. So you yeah. can dangle them from one finger, but they're a lot harder to take the empties away in. I think maybe people just need to be given bin bags or be buying bin bags or something. Some like, sort I, of I agree, but like also like so one of the things that's really annoying is that one of the bins that gets set up, it, obviously we have like public bins all around Dublin City for anyone not from mm. here. Um, we have two types. We have these small little bins that are basically for like, you know, coffee cups, you know, you, you could throw your like your lunch wrapper in there or whatever, you know, very small like consumption type bins. Like if you, yeah. if you get a sandwich from a shop, then we have Use bigger condoms, ones. All that kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And then you have bigger ones that you like put the foot down on the pedal. It's a big, massive, like, you know, container opens that you can throw all your shit in. And it unhinges its jaws like a hungry, hungry hippo and goes, ah. Those those cost 4,000 euro a go, by the way. The solar compactor bins. Very expensive. But they only store so much. But then they do a thing every summer when they know there's going to be more and more people outside where they have these big fucking barrels that they just put a plastic bag in and they leave it there. And I just don't understand why we're temporarily sticking up fucking bins. Stick them up everywhere. If there's fucking bins there, people are going to use the bins. You're still going to get some litter, but it's mostly going to be bins. And ultimately as well, the big problem with it is, is they don't collect any rubbish over the fucking weekend. We have so many wild animals that live around Dublin City, and they go scrounging for food, and they will rip open every fucking bin bag and have shit all over the ground. And that's going to happen every fucking time, whether people are out or not, because you're not collecting the bins at that point. If a fucking seagull sees a bag and thinks there's going to be food in it, they're going to rip the bag open. I've seen a seagull fly into a big bin in Stevens Green, pull out like a, uh, I think it was a Tolteca bag, and start ripping through the plastic to try and get food. Like, That's you know, their own fault for not finishing the burrito. <laughs> the seagull loves Tolteca. Sometimes a fucking seagull won't wait until like it's been thrown in the bin. Ah! I want this. A seagull once stole half a burrito off me, and it still <laughs> remains the most upsetting thing that's ever happened to me. I did a, uh, I seen a seagull. I think it's embarrassing that you got bullied by a seagull. Yeah, I, I never felt as impotent afterwards. Like, there were people looking at me, and I had no idea how to regain my <laughs> dignity. So I just had to I look was... sort of angry at the seagull for a while. I think I was going to meet you one time, Dan, and I was heading down from the from my old job, and uh, I was going down one of the Dublin's busier streets, and there was somebody eating, like, a sandwich from a, like, a container, like a fridge sandwich from a shop or something. And a seagull came down, and I guess... I don't know whether he tried to bite the sandwich, but actually bit his fingers and then grabbed the sandwich from the ground and flew away real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked so upset and like angry that this had happened to him. Like he was just minding his own business. Then some fucking dickhead bird comes down and bit his fingers and flew away. I do mm. sort of wonder what's happened to Dublin's semi, semi-violent uh, seagull population since like everything shut down because like they used to live like they used to congregate like around Trinity. And I those think areas we're getting closer, closer and closer and closer. Food every single day to having a seagull cull in in Ireland. And I think they're trying to justify it every day that passes because there is more and more and more complaints about them. People say really egregious shit like the seagull destroyed my roof and now I'm on the hook for 20 grand in repairs. And it's like, first of all, the seagull did not do that. He does not have a fucking hammer. He may have accidentally pecked your roof a little bit and knocked a tile <laughs> loose. But a fucking loose tile can be stuck back in with some fucking PVC. Like, don't, you know, don't try yeah. and fucking exaggerate here. But stop, I, blaming I think, the, stop blaming the seagulls for the fact that you're just a, not handy. Yeah, I think we have a long string of uh, people that are trying to, to work up a way to try and, and call a bunch of seagulls as if it's going to fucking solve everyone's problems. And what do the seagulls do? Be seagulls. <laughs> they apparently cause 20 grand in damages to a roof. They don't work. That's what they do. 
all soldiers. <laughs> but also, you have fucking insurance. You know what I mean? If your insurance is shit and it's not going to cover your roof costs, then get a better insurance, fuckhead. What do you want? Fucking, if you're a landlord, this is your fucking business expense. Business expenses rack up sometimes. Fuck off. Fucking crying about, oh, the seagull destroyed my roof. Fuck off. <laughs> so, surely, I feel like the seagulls aren't, like, I mean, they're endemic, but only to, like, a very limited part of Dublin City. They're not... Yeah, I don't know, they're everywhere. Like... They, yeah, because, they are of the pan, because of the P word, they uh, they actually, because people were working from home so much because of the P word, they migrated out to the suburbs still looking for the same food that all the same people were no longer eating al fresco. And I mean, in fairness as well, like during the week, there's a local park across from me that I cut through to get to the shops and stuff. You'd never see any seagulls in there really during the week. At the weekend when everyone's there, you would see at least 100 fucking seagulls all around that place. <laughs> Like, they immediately come down at the weekend because they know, yeah, when they see the people, they know, like, oh, there's food here, and they all gather to start trying to pick off the scraps once they, once they get brave enough. I do sort of, I, I do sort of admire their just bloody-mindedness when it comes to, like, they're, they're basically what pigeons would be if pigeons weren't cowards. Like, Seagull just sees what it wants and it takes Pigeons it. aren't cowards. Pigeons are somewhat cowardly. They haven't stolen a burrito from me. That's cowardice that in true. my book. Yeah, but they're much smaller birds. I had a I had a really dirty pigeon. This this must be the most this the the most powerful pigeon in the world. Mangy looking, dirty thing, like missing a foot, <laughs> hanging around at Pier Street. I was there having my little sandwich halfway to work for breakfast, sitting on a no, it wasn't Pier Street, it was Tower Street Dart Station, um, and hovered in front of my face, <laughs> trying to grab bits of the sandwich. And I literally I. I think I may have got it with a left hook to try and make it go away. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't continue to eat my sandwich because my hands have touched pigeon. And then I ate the sandwich anyway. It's fine. I mean, with that pigeon, probably not. Yeah, but the you'd but oh man, most... it was the dirtiest looking thing ever. Like half the feathers gone. Like I think one of the eyes was missing. It was it was gross. Jesus. That that is one of anyway, the that's what he got. Anyway, he gets a left hook for for trying to take my sandwich. That you got to worry about that. If you see a bird or a cat and they're dirty, you got to worry about that animal because they're animals yeah. that clean themselves. So if they're dirty, there's a problem. <laughs> and like you really don't want to get like cut by them accidentally because I mean that's uh that's definitely an effect. Nasty. Yeah. By the way, to back but, back yeah. to the back to the topic. Yeah, bins. Like less scolding, more bins, please. I mean, yeah. what's the you what like realistically? One of the areas where uh, all the people were drinking is one street away from a city council waste depot. And the city council has obviously done absolutely nothing to react to it on the yeah. night to tackle this stuff. Like they're just letting the sun go down on big piles of rubbish hanging around the place, leave it there, sort it out in the morning. Like, who does that serve exactly? Does it yeah, just serve the agenda of closing down the street or getting the guards in to bat and charge people off the street? Like, what's the, what's the game well, plan here? Like, it's a fucking mystery how after a year, people are still scratching their fucking ass. And they, like, no one's, no one's even tried to come up with a solution. Like, it's literally no. a case of, no, we're going to scold these people and hope that they learn this time. Yeah, go, like, we'd, we'd just prefer if they went away. Yeah. And I think that's like, the okay, plan. If you know this doesn't work, at some point you got to realize that and move on and start coming up with a new idea, right? Like, you got to go, okay, this didn't work. What the fuck are we going to do? Instead mm. of having these extraordinarily overpaid fucking idiots walk around in circles all day going, I don't get it. We told them not to do it. You know, it's just, it's really fucking stupid. Put out a bunch of fucking bins and also increase your fucking collection rates. Like, you're telling me that you can't find some fucking guy that will do it for time and a half on a Saturday morning? Mm. 
You know what I, I think mean? the I agenda. I think there's an agenda there at the council. I think there's an agenda there from the council to get the local businesses to pay for it. I genuinely think the game plan for them is we'll make Dunn stores and Pygmalion and all the other bars in the street pay for the mess. I yeah. think that's the plan. Genuinely. With those, the funny part about that is the other places are like, hey, that's not our problem, dude. That's your street. Yeah. <laughs> our bar is pristine. We <laughs> play, we already pay rates. Yeah. Yeah. Our bar is spotlessly clean. We clean it every day. It's great. Yeah. Look how clean it is inside. This is your street. Clean it. Uh, the Bernard Shaw, for instance, at a, a, a different bar in a different part of the city where there's, uh, you know, similar whinging about similar stuff, uh, sends people out with bin bags to collect waste uh, for part from part of the canal. The bar um, just went, started doing that. Yeah. Um, I think that's obviously what the city council wants to do is just make private firms and public and other citizens take responsibility for it and do absolutely nothing themselves. I think that's genuinely the plan here. That's um, in line with the council in fairness. But like it's classic corpo behavior because if you want to do a litter pick in your road, for instance, in any residential part of Dublin, you can get onto the council and say, hey, can we have some free bin bags and we collect them when we've picked up all the rubbish? And they'll go, yeah, here's some free bin bags. Same with leaves. Hey, we've got leaves. We want to do a litter pick for the leaves. Okay, here's some free leaves because that's the policy, but they won't do that for, they won't put out free bin bags like on the yeah. street for the crack. Not in the commercial sector. Uh-uh. No. Mm -mm. Well, oh, I think this is Don Snore's problem. Yeah. I think there's also a weird attitude towards bins in general in mm. in probably not just uh, Dublin City Council, probably more generally where they're seen as sort of like an eyesore, which means mm. that, you know, for example, if you go somewhere like uh, Phoenix Park, there's, so, there's massively limited bins. And then when people oh, yeah, go to Phoenix Park, they just litter. And they're like, how, 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 how could people litter Phoenix Park? It's so beautiful. We didn't put in any bins to maintain the beauty. Also, yeah. here's one of the dumbest things with bins in public. So we have a huge problem with parks in, in Ireland, but Dublin is, is particularly bad about a lot of this stuff. Some parks only have a single bin, and it's by the entrance. Mm. How does that make sense to fucking any level of planning? You know? I understand it's a case of like, oh, the bin's out of the way. You know what I mean? Oh, we've yeah. we kind of been looking at a bin. Bins are dirty. It's like, no, they're not. A bin is used to get rid of the fucking dirt. You know what I mean? Mm. But they're only put at the entrance. How does that help anyone? You know what I mean? If someone goes into a park, and they have four, they have four fucking cans, and there's nowhere to put the to put the cans afterwards, they're probably just going to leave them there. If it was a bin yeah. there, then they just throw them in the bin. Everyone, if they had an easier option, would do the easy option. If you gave someone enough bins in public areas where it made less sense to litter than it does to just throw it out, they would throw it out. You know, without even thinking about it, they just do it because it's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. I have no further opinions on bins or rubbish. I also oh, have except, a real except that the guards aren't going to stand. The guards aren't going to hand out fines for littering or bat and charge people off the street for street drinking because, uh, one, if they were enforced littering fines, they would have to law. They would have to enforce all the other laws and bylaws of Dublin City Council that they, uh, that they currently don't want to bother with, like speed limits, um, private vehicles going through bus lanes and illegal parking, um. All the other stuff that they don't think they they have to do because it's only a local council doing it, and um, also if they bat and charge people, they'd get covered in beer, and they don't want to get the right gear covered in beer. They have to wash it and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's a that's, that's a that's a hassle. Don't um, want to get dirty. Do you think anyone has ever gotten fined in Ireland for littering? I think so, but not in a long time. Like I just I think about it sometimes where like I've seen people have dirt like. Like a dog has done shit on the ground in front of the cops and they've walked off and the guards have walked uh -huh. off and, you know, 
walked, stepped over the shit, basically. And everyone's walked on and they've pretended like that didn't just happen. And yeah. I just think, like, I know we have technically fines and stuff in place for this stuff, but, like, no one's ever actually gotten this fine, right? Like, yeah. it's all, like, a big joke. Like, no one actually gets the dog shit fine. Like, that, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, please pick up the dog shit. And they're like, no. And like, all right, we already asked them. There was nothing <laughs> yeah. else we could have done. Yeah, we, look, my hands are tied. We, we said please, and they said no. So I guess we're going to move on, and that dog shit is now part of the council. You know, it's yeah. part of that road now. Um, I, <laughs> I just, I just, I don't, there's a lot of stuff like that where I don't think, like the chewing gum thing, where it's like, oh, if you don't pick up your chewing gum, that's a 300 euro fine or whatever the fucking, the, this stupid number is on the fine. Yeah. I don't think anyone has ever gotten fined for spitting chewing gum onto the fucking ground in my life. I don't like, I don't think anyone has ever gotten that fine. Yeah. Like, I just don't believe it. Like, it doesn't, like, you're telling me that someone really is going to have the fucking gumption to be like, hey, <laughs> Did you, was that Wrigley's you just spit out in the ground? Did you just spit out Wrigley's? No. DNA test. Fucking, yeah, it's fucking Gardashia Connor, not the fucking fun police. Yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of fun police, I have a real problem with fucking Tony Hoolahan getting on Twitter. Someone delete that Twitter account. <laughs> I have friends at Twitter. If someone at Twitter would delete that account for me, the CMO Ireland account, that's, that's good. You can delete that. That's okay. He definitely, he definitely hurts his case every time he tweets because of the people he annoys in the way mm. i can't believe i've seen this i just cannot even believe it it's like dude I was, fuck off I well was the last thing he, the last thing he needs to embody is residence association energy like yeah. the last thing anyone needs from from the chief medical officer it but because also, the entire thing the entire thing is is residence association energy and he just needs to dial that back in terms of a communication strategy um yeah, the department of health press office uh, does a pretty good job of keeping any of that kind of impulse in check, the very well thought out and well executed communication strategies. But um, when the CMO goes off in a solo run, obviously it creates news. And uh, yeah, it's it's not the sort of news that necessarily he needs. Like it's the same, it was the same thing when he started scolding people in Donegal for not adhering to the public health restrictions before, like absolute massive backlash and everybody's scrambling to do stuff. He's only gonna, and he ended up basically, I think, um, having to do a lot of, there was a lot of smoothing over that had to happen on behalf of the minister. So the CMO, basically a loose cannon, essentially. I don't think he's, it may well be he doesn't entirely approve of the government's uh, current approach to reopening, but here we are. I mean, like, look, that's fine. I, I understand that, you know, there, there's definitely more nuance to it than, than what mm. came out across Twitter. But my big problem is I can't stand somebody playing stupid mm. i know tony hoolan's not a fucking idiot i understand that he's not a stupid guy mm. so to pretend that he had no fucking idea until eight o'clock last night really like this is really what we're gonna fucking do like that this hasn't been a constant complaint for over a fucking year with these fucking old crusty ministers crying and whinging about fucking plastic pint cups and you're gonna pretend you'd never caught in a whiff of it fuck mm. off dudes get the fuck out of here Really yeah. just not fucking, you know, it's it's infuriating. Like, get the fuck out of here with that kind of attitude. I just, it's, it's so fucking, inf it's so dumb. You know, he's not a stupid guy, so don't play stupid. Um, Do you guys want to do an, ur an urban intervention, um, uh, urban intervention social experiment where we put out bin bags and little, like, wooden dispensers as a cutesy fun thing and then set up a hidden camera? Sure. Like we're, like we're real YouTubers? Where, where would sure. you do it? I don't know, just do it down and wherever people are drinking. See what happens. Okay. 
I think that yeah. bit of Phoenix, that bit of Phoenix Park by Ratfra House tends to have yeah. a lot of people because it's right by the hole in the wall and tends to get yeah. a lot of litter. So that might be a good spot. Or just just put up a little a little roll of bin bags that says free bin bags. See what happens. <laughs> Some fucker comes out of his free house official bin bags. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> nice free bin bags. Please take one. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it, sure. It it sounds like a good idea, but it also sounds like the type of social experiment that gets derailed by one, yeah, like it's by one prick three yeah. minutes in. One like bin drop, bag? Get two bag. We, can get two rolls. we can get two rolls of bin bags. Or somebody, somebody, will, uh, somebody will go streaking with the bin bags or end up wearing the bin bags or something. Let's see what happens. Yeah. We planned for one prick. Then someone doesn't. Yeah. Shit, we never planned for two. <laughs> Shit, we only had two rolls. I didn't think the two people were going to show up. Um, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. We can talk about it. We can talk about it off, uh, off the airwaves. Off yes. the pod air, what? Yes. Wait, what's the? I don't, I don't know what the off, off the, uh, off the rails, off the rails, off the rails. Speaking of on the rails, Dan, hit us with your with your topic today. Despite my big talk that I was going to just describe in detail my lovely salmon lunch, what I actually thought, what I actually wanted to talk about was um something that I think we spoke about in the old podcast um many many years ago. But it's Is it time something... for a little cross dissolve? <laughs> no, because there's 70 odd episodes and finding this exact moment that Dan's talking about would be impossible. And that's assuming it even happened. Um, yeah. Also, it would have to be done by tomorrow. <laughs> so we, we do not have the time to do it. But instead, I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk about the um, basically the fucking missteps. You know, when you first move out of house and you're making meals for yourself and you just mm. make the <clears throat> shittest fucking like, you know, frozen pizza in ready meals aside and you have like the worst diet in the world but then yeah. when you start trying to cook as well and you find like you can do one or two things and you enjoy one or two things and you mm. end up just having the weirdest fucking meals and the weirdest fucking diet for, until you properly learn to cook <laughs> and just whether you guys have any memories of like not even necessarily like steve i know you used to live with people who basically didn't know how human beings were supposed to eat well yeah, yeah. not that long ago either well, I mean, like, I'm quite guilty of doing lazy stuff as well, like extremely lazy, non-ambitious stuff, because I'm lazy and non-ambitious sometimes. Um, the last several bulk cooking meals that I did were just um, <clears throat> savory rice, chorizo, chicken, chopped mixed peppers, and a load of loads of loads of a load of cayenne pepper and a bit of onion and all that. Like, I just that, kept doing that, that one pot meal that. for ages but that's that's still basic cooking competency that's still like okay i know i know how to chop chorizo i know how to cook chicken i know mm-hmm. to use cayenne pepper but like you know even before then when you start like you don't even know that you should really fry onions before doing most stuff you go yeah. and you, you just sort of like i remember for example i once boiled a chicken because i thought that what? was the <laughs> i thought that was the neatest way of cooking it because I thought to be when you say boiled chicken did you mean boil an entire chicken no, like boiled chicken bits, like chicken fillets. Okay, oh, you like can you can right. you can poach chicken yeah, fillets, like yeah, yeah that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah but that. what you shouldn't do is just leave them in boiling water for two hours to make certain that they're cooked. Boiling. Yeah. And then also, this is like early rice, and I'm I don't know if um, I don't know what the age range for our listeners are here. So I'm either <laughs> assuming remember that back when you were in college, or this is awaiting you in the future where you try to cook rice for the first we, time. We actually we skew white low. low. We screw, we, we we screw quite low. low. Who are we? Who are we yeah. broadcasting to, Adam? Um, I mean, for the most part, uh, currently our biggest audience chunk is like between seventeen and twenty-five. 
really and yeah and then we have like a gap where uh, there's the gap there and then we have a, a bunch of older women that listen to the podcast oh. um, that's women, because women all men of our age and up are making their own podcasts and they don't have time to listen to other podcasts god bless the 17 to 25 year old generation who yeah. are supporting all podcasts yeah, I don't know what it is about our stuff because it was the same last time. For some reason, we skew quite lo- quite young, and I don't really understand why. <laughs> but but you know that's okay. People can listen. I I have a no problem. Gym with that. audience, maybe. Maybe. Are you yeah. either a young person listening to this or an older lady listening to this? Get in touch and tell us what you like about the podcast. Yeah. And now back to criticizing the young people for how they cook. And we got a Bit. WhatsApp phone that we can put the number on and get voice notes. Oh, on. actually, I guess I should. Yes. I guess I should uh, announce this then. I have uh, turned on a comment section for the entire website, so every single podcast has a comment section now that people oh, can sick. comment on if they don't want to uh, email in. Oh, sick! Nothing nasty, please, people. No racism. We don't want that. And shit. if it is nasty, do keep in mind that it is my website, so I will have your IP address. So remember that for when you go on to like spout some weird bullshit on the website you know it's not yeah, we'll twitter. come around we'll come I, around your house and make you part of the next podcast like oh. it, it it is not twitter i do have your information when you go to the website and start to spout that stuff so keep that in mind it, it is my website also remember i'm very sensitive and it's very easy to hurt my feelings so try not to anyway back to these pieces of shit who don't know how to cook rice yeah, you remember fuck. that fucking <laughs> that, like the white sludge that comes out yeah. like the first few times you try to cook rice and you just yeah, where you where you've somehow it. managed to turn uh, white rice into risotto in a single pan with just water. Or, yeah, it looks like <laughs> fucking porridge or something. And yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. But you have to eat it because you can't admit defeat. So white sludge and boiled chicken would have been like an early meal for me before I learned the basics of cooking. My bo- my father is 67 and still doesn't know how to cook rice. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I've, I'm, I'm, uh, pretty good at cooking but like i definitely have had a lot of like really really shitty lazy meals like obviously like stuff like you can talk like oh you, you know you throw pizza in the oven done mm. like you know that's that doesn't count um but like <laughs> one lazy meal i had and i don't know why i used to do this if i was really in a rush and i was hungry or i knew i was gonna be hungry fairly soon and i wasn't gonna get a chance to eat for quite a long time i used to keep um the microwave like bagged microwave like quinoa mm. in the in the press yeah. And I would cook that bag and put it into a bowl. And obviously it's quite bland because, you know, it's, mm. just, it's quinoa. It's just some grains that have been, you know, cooked with steam inside a fucking plastic bag. Um, mm. So to combat this, I would put a little bit of soy sauce in and just mix it up. And then I would just eat that with a spoon. Like nice. some kind of, just some kind of weird grain cereal. And then you could fire canned tuna into that and maybe some chopped scallions. And it would actually, yeah, it would actually be pretty good. Yeah, me, I, I, didn't me the, I just went with the soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in the but, final year of the PhD, we we had a kitchen, but there was, it was a kitchen. It was a it was a fridge and a kettle there. There was nothing to actually cook with. So whenever I tried to make a lunch and I didn't bring one in, it had to be something that I could make in a kettle. So what I used to do was go to Tesco's and get uh, couscous because you can just let that soak yeah. in boiling water and slowly cook uh, a t- small tin of baked beans and a tin of mackerel. I would just mix it all together and eat it. Wait, um, was this the house that you shared with me? No, no, no. This was in this was in the um the the building where I had my oh. office or my desk. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Um. So yeah, it was it was delicious, but I hate it. I wasn't I, I wasn't able to sit near other people because it smelled <laughs> yeah. very. <laughs> yeah. But also, I was like, I've got I've got my, all my nutrition in here. I can make it in ten seconds. It's super <laughs> quick. One day, both me and in the middle of the current restrictions uh or in the, at the height of recent restrictions when nothing was open on a late night like i think it was a sunday night or something 
me and the other guy who were on the desk at the radio station, um, we both forgot to bring lunch and neither of us could think of anywhere to go and get food. So we just, I just went upstairs and stole a load of porridge and made porridge for two, for dinner, for two people. <laughs> Somehow that's the saddest thing I've ever heard, Steve. I don't know what it is about yeah, porridge just for dinner. Two, two big bowls of porridge because there's always milk, random oat, random random ancient That's... packets of oat flakes and sugar available in in any office in every it's office like, in it's the like the world it's like the viking direct of bit of dinners if you just needed something for subsistence like but the, the thing as well is like you theoretically you could have like a savory porridge or like porridge for dinner oh, yeah. or something with, it's like, called with, gruel like, yeah it's, with, like with That's meat what gruel is yeah for generations it was all people ate but the idea of it disgusts me <laughs> yeah of, like porridge with like fucking bits of I don't know onion in it, or I mean, theoretically, how different is it from how different is it from like fried rice, realistically, or, or couscous or any of that shit? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I love porridge. I eat porridge all the time. Um, one of Indian the meal was what do. people subsisted on in Ireland for ages. If you want a real like uh, a real quick and easy um, meal, and you have porridge in the house, if you just throw like a scoop of protein powder in there, mix that all up. Now all of a sudden, instead of having bland porridge, you have like whatever flavor protein powder it is. Get What's your porridge powders, recipe done? My, my porridge recipe is absolutely soak the porridge in water, heat mm -hmm. it for maybe a minute and a half in the microwave so it's still very liquidy, and then drink it so you can get your breakfast out of the way as soon as possible. I, I like uh, what the fuck is I like wrong with you? Porridge. <laughs> yeah, what the yeah, fuck I, is I like wrong goofy. with you? My porridge you eat like it quickly because yeah, because because it's uh, my porridge will solidify because I get the cheap yeah. Tesco mm -hmm. ones, and if you leave it for more than ten minutes, no matter how like how what what consistency it's, it is. Oh yeah, it turns bouncy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so what it's good. as quickly as you, possible. You can always you can always add more milk afterwards. No, but no, then you have like the weird then you have like the weird blocks of cementy porridge surrounded yeah. by milk. So no, Excellent. I want it watery. I want it like liquid, and I'll drink it down, and then I've no. done my breakfast, and I still have like. Yeah, you see, that's why that's why I buy ready break. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's like ready break. <laughs> like you can if you're having porridge, it yeah. has to be like cement. Like your fucking shoulder has to hurt from you to stir in that fucking bowl. You know, that's chewing like... has to be hard work. You yeah. need those, need those mouth gains, bro. That's what's like... good. I do like when I have to throw it out. If like I've left like half a bowl there, and it's and you can turn it upside down, and there's a yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh huh. There's like a creaking noise. You just hear. Yeah, that's when it's good. That's when it's at its peak. And actually, that's that's, I, that's actually advantageous if, like me, you drive to work while eating your breakfast cereal sometimes. So you need something that's not going to spill while you're driving. I or you can just commit to cereal in the car, like Dennis, and uh, it's all of a sudden in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's just like no nah, cereal, cereal, cereal spills. No nah, cereal spills. <laughs> it spills for yeah. him too. That's the whole plot. But you can just you can just put the ball of porridge in the passenger seat, and it'll be fine there. Like as long as you don't break too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I've always seen that in like you know TV shows and movies and stuff, but I didn't. Yeah. I've never seen anyone actually do it. The closest thing to this until your admission. Loads Stephen, of people. Loads of people do it. I've I've only start. I've only driven to work. The first time I've ever driven to work has been in the last year since the pandemic, because I never did it before. And loads of people do it. You see yeah. loads of people doing it in their cars. I've never seen anyone or heard of anyone doing it. The closest I've come is the people that don't have a travel mug, so you have a real mm. mug in the car. Like they're driving by and they have like their big fucking like you know don't don't wake me up on Monday mug that they obviously made their tea and before getting to the car and it's yeah. like oh you're just fucking going for it eh you're just you're just going see, that's the, the closest problem thing. is you can't funnel those into a cup into a cup holder there's nowhere to put them there's no one to put one in the car anyway yeah I know I don't like to abandon my coffee with me anyway I, I if I if I'm leaving I I feel very I have a profound sense of loss about leaving coffee behind in the morning oh I doubt it anyway my my porridge recipe is um. 
jam, raisins, peanut butter, and cinnamon. In with the porridge. I, I was watching to the cinnamon part. I'm not. I, I like cinnamon. Mm. I'm not a giant fan of cinnamon. That sounds good though. I, and I, the time, I just chopped it, chopped yeah. apple as well. It can be pretty good with that as well. I mean, at that point, you're mostly just eating mixed fruit and with a bit of oats in it. But yeah, mm. I like the I like the biggest scoop of protein powder. I had a thing going mm. at Christmas where I was having a basically a big thick gloopy, you know, fucking. You have to use a shovel to get through it rather than a spoon. Um, thing of porridge <laughs> that was uh, banana milkshake flavors. It's off to work we go. And also, it heats you up from the fucking inside, so you feel great yeah. when you're leaving the house. Yeah, good for winter, and it's so cheap. Yeah, yeah, porridge is cheap great. until you start throwing all of that fruit nonsense into it, Steve. The whole reason yeah. I go for porridge in the morning is because I don't want to spend more than like ten cent per meal on my breakfast. When I was in college, a girl um, did one of those challenges, you know, to like highlight income inequality. We say, can you survive on like a fiver for all your food for the for the week? Um, and it turned out she had no problem doing it because she was vegan. So all of the expensive stuff that you can buy is like animal products. Her most expensive <laughs> thing was chickpeas. Yeah, exactly. She just bought like a shit ton of couscous. And I mean, I'm, I'm not to say that people can or should live on that little. But it was just entertaining that she realized that all of the all of the stuff people think is expensive about food tends to be meat and yeah and and, and dairy and all the all the good shit and I don't have any I, of that anyway. Dairy is dairy isn't that expensive. I think like What's cheese. Is? Of, uh, yeah, I suppose four quid for a block of cheese. Well, uh, cheese is expensive. Much. Other types of dairy mm -hmm. is not, but cheese is actually pretty expensive. And then there's some cheese that you kind of think like, are you fucking kidding with this? Like Charleville cheese is like fucking four euro for eight slices. Yeah. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Uh, fuck. That's why I buy vintage cheese. Loads of flavor, not so much volume. I, I just buy the... I, I don't eat cheese, obviously. Lactose intolerant. But uh, Aoife eats cheese and we just get the supermarket cheese, whatever mm. supermarket we're in. It's all the same. Yeah. It probably all comes from the same fucking dairy farm anyway. It's not like it matters. <laughs> you see, like, uh, there's like a production line and then the same line diverts into two things. Yeah. Like, one says Aldi and one says Tesco. Normal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that the, the food challenge thing you were saying, Dan, reminds me of that. I listened to someone before, and I could be wrong, but I think it was Amir Blumenfeld from College Humor and like Jake and Amir mm -hmm. and stuff. I think he was the one that said it. But this stuck in my head for years because he said that when he was in college, he had a plan set up for himself. He was either in college when he first moved to New York, something like that. He had a, like a, a budget set for himself because he you know, mm -hmm. had, had no money and had to somehow survive in, in college or mm -hmm. New York or wherever he was living. And he said that... His budget was he would only let himself spend $20 a day on food. What? And I, I always think of that and think, like, that is so much money to spend on food when you're poor. That is so... I fucking wish I had 20 quid a day for food when I was broke. 20 quid a day for food would have been great. <laughs> I would have fucking living life. I don't think... Do I spend 20 quid a day on food? I don't think so. I mean... You'd add in groceries and lunches and... I suppose any sort of entertainment as well. Well, how I mean, much? Do you count, your, do you count your entertainment days. budget as well, or? I no. I wouldn't count that because I think he was just counting breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What? Um, yeah, yeah. Like this was that, that's that crazy. Was his, yeah, I I know. <laughs> I guess it's twenty. I guess it's twenty dollars. Which is how do you spend a hundred and how do you spend a hundred and forty dollars even in Manhattan on groceries a week? I don't know. I, I wouldn't spend I that. Manhattan. I don't think I'd spend that on groceries in a month. But I wouldn't I, mind. But it's like, what are you having for breakfast? Bagels? I mean, if you can buy a fucking pack of bagels for a dollar, yeah. dude. 
<laughs> like <laughs> that's your breakfast for the week then i just don't understand mm. where the 20 dollars a day comes from you do you do tap into one of my most dearly held stereotypes which is that everyone who lives in manhattan only has bagels for breakfast every day there's no that other they, form Dan, of breakfast in me manhattan. and you were me and you were both there they do that's it <laughs> that's breakfast <laughs> when you when you go to any breakfast place in New York, they ask you how lightly you wanted your bagel toasted, and that's about <laughs> it. That's all you've got. That and what's getting smeared on it is is all you have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I imagine that a lot of people in living in Manhattan, like the cost of living, is is partly influenced by the fact that they probably get a lot of food like delivered to them from delis and stuff. That's probably like they they probably so, eat out quite a bit, do they? Yeah, probably. But also, like, if you go to a fucking bodega, you can get a sandwich made for like three dollars. Like, I really mm-hmm. don't understand where the twenty dollars a day comes in. <laughs> That's a really extravagant amount of money to spend on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you don't have money. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had the fucking like. I wouldn't have had the balls to spend that kind of money on myself when I was broke. The idea of spending twenty dollars a day on food would have terrified me. Well, like, I mean, no, you've I been didn't... you've been genuinely, absolutely flat broke as well, haven't you? Like, tell us, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about your time living on bread that you froze. Yeah, so there was a couple times in my life, so I, I was, um, you know, estranged, estranged from family and stuff like that. But I uh, was living in the UK, and I had literally, like, no money. I had, a like, a meter box where the electricity, you had to type in, like, this big, long code. It was, I think it was 16 digits. And, uh, like like topping up your phone. Yeah. More but, digits. Like, instead of, yeah, so obviously in the Republic, we have a, a, a system where you get, like, a card. You stick the card mm. in the machine, it tops it up. Uh, the UK does not have that. So when I was in England, they had a giant sheet of paper that comes out of the machine, out of the printer, and you have to type in this fucking code to put Yikes. your electricity back on. Multiple times, multiple times a month, I had no electricity. Sometimes for over a day, so I couldn't mm. afford to. Top, the minimum you could top it up was a fiver. I didn't have that, mm. um, so I, I, I couldn't top up the electricity. And um, there was times where I didn't have any money. Like I went to Tesco one time. And Tesco were trying to throw basically. Do you know when they reduce all their stuff at the end of the day? Yeah, to like a cent. Yeah, they reduced like <clears throat> I must have been about forty loaves of bread to a penny <clears throat> each. So I bought as much as I possibly fucking could to put in the freezer. Yeah. And um, froze most of it. Kept a little bit of it in the fridge to try and preserve it for a little bit longer. Hopefully it wouldn't yeah. mold. Um, and then like you know the ones that weren't frozen, I would uh, pick like the mold bits off if it wasn't too bad, and then toast the bread. Eek. So it wouldn't be like rock hard to eat. But Jesus. like that was like I went through like multiple weeks of my life where the only thing I had to eat was was toast. And it, I didn't Holy even shit. have anything to put on the toast. Like I just I had the bread. So I would just toast. Did you the not bread go to a, did you not think of going to a food bank or anything? Uh no. I mean I probably should have, to be honest. Um, and yeah. that I I didn't even think of it. Like that wasn't a that wasn't something I even had in my mind um, yeah. at the time. Um, but yeah, like I, that was it. I had toast, but I couldn't have toast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because that would, I'd use up too much bread. So yeah. I'd just skip a whole bunch of meals. Yikes! Could That's you, grim. Do you look at toast the same way now? Does it have like uh, a, I don't. A I don't. Really association eat... for you? No, I don't. I don't really eat. Uh, I don't really eat a whole lot of like bread and stuff. Like we wouldn't really buy bread much here. But mm. yeah, like I, I'll make like sandwiches and stuff like that all the time. But there's a, there's a lot of stuff that I have in my life now that's like you know really extravagant that like I would never 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 have been able to have like one of the worst things about me and I mean it's thankfully Eva's not divorcing me over this but I buy protein water it's protein water <laughs> it is uh, as you can expect it is a uh, water that has 20 grams of protein in it um ah. so, so I, how the fuck I have, does that work there's like a little um they have like a it's like a like a thing like a lucasade sport bottle 
Uh And when you pop the little plastic cap off, this little red like button pops up out of the the part where you drink the water. And when Mm -hmm. you push it down, it releases like this powder into the water and you shake it all up and it's like flavored. So it's like a, Uh like a, it's like a tropical flavored water. So it does, there's a hundred calories per bottle. It's not like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's zero calories like water is, but there's also 20 grams of protein. But like I couldn't, I couldn't have imagined wasting money on something like protein water, you know, <laughs> you know, ten years ago. Yeah, that's uh, that's grim. So you know, you've made it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that I can eat, <laughs> I can eat three times a day if I want, then it's okay. Uh, if anybody's listening to us that does happen to need, you know, help from a food bank or whatever, um, don't be ashamed. Just go and go and look for help you know things like a little bit of sugar on that bread and being able to put together a meal with protein and it will make a huge difference as adam will tell you uh, oh, both yeah. your both your mood and whatever else and the simple things like tea and coffee you've as much right to them as anyone else i was training full-time at the time as well and that was a fucking misery <laughs> was a really say so life, yeah you were you're out of your mind yeah oh it's insane if you had I, to repeat that... anything from that experience what would you do differently um I'd so one of the big problems that I got was that I tried to see if I could collect any kind of welfare money in the UK, and the mm. answer is yes. If you're a resident of the UK, you can collect welfare. So if like anyone's listening to this and they've moved to the UK and like they're down their luck or lost their job, you actually can collect welfare. My problem was that I was also studying at the time, and so they wouldn't allow me to collect welfare unless I dropped out of college, which I obviously couldn't do, um, because then I'm really fucked. You know, then then I'm just on welfare and I have no education. And, and no family life. So it's like, well, that's really going to fucking work out well here. Mm. Um, so I couldn't do that. But I took that, when I asked them for help and they said no, I took the no as a no and I left it there. Mm. And I probably should have looked more into it on my own. <clears throat> um, mm. That's definitely what I, I should have definitely seen if there was any other options there um, rather than that. But yeah, that was, that was definitely the worst part of it was that like I got told no and I thought, well, I guess it's a no then. Time to move on with my life and try and fix this mess. Did you do anything like, did you go to your college's welfare office? Was that a thing? Nope. Um, there was nothing there at all. Um, went to the college a couple of times to talk to them. And they basically told me they couldn't help. But that was just like the reception area, like the admin stuff. Mm. So they only had as much knowledge as like what I had, basically. But yeah. I should have I should have looked beyond the college itself. Like I should have looked at like the actual, like the city and the city's, you know, welfare structures and like their, their, um, stuff like that you know it, that, mm. that was the, the stupidest parts that i took that no when I, I just kind of went on with it which so it's it seems like do. it seems like you were nervous about engaging with any of the institutions that might have been able to help you well yeah once the uh when the welfare office told me no that there was nothing they could do for me i assumed that was just a no you know what i mean i moved on from that that was it mm. i'm out um and so people shouldn't do that you should definitely research everything on your end and if you're confused about something you should ask the question because the worst thing mm. that can happen there is that you're told that you know that you you mistook something you know you're not entitled to something for x and y but if you know what you're not entitled to it you know why you're not entitled to it that's fine you know it's but you should definitely look into it yourself and really exhaust those options before deciding that there's nothing else you can do rather than just being told no once and going all right well i guess i'm fucked then time to move on with this there's no city in the western world that's going to leave you sitting like sitting and starving in a garret or shouldn't just be just you just need you really just need to well it probably helps that you need to let somebody if you let somebody know somebody will do something to make a difference in your life yeah 100 percent. yeah you know, and there's there's a lot of uh there's obviously now everyone is online in some way shape or form there's a lot of stuff you can look up yourself and um, mm. so definitely exhaust those options like that's that i you know you definitely should look into everything you can look into 
um, to, to see. Because, I mean, you know, there could be even something as small as a, like a travel benefit you can, you can dig into. And if you can get something like that, I mean, mm. that, that might save, you know, even 30 quid a month. And that's, mm. you know, that'll be a huge difference in your pocket than, especially when you have nothing. Yeah. All right. That's some very good advice, I think, Adam, from someone who's, who's been there and, and had the difficulties and, and come out, come out of it. You don't have to live off porridge or bread just because, um, some Victorian scumbag miser tells you you have to. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And that, yeah. that was it. Like that's, you know, definitely don't do what I did. <laughs> don't, don't do what I did. That's insanity. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's insane. What um, age were you when this happened, Adam? Uh, 18, 18 mm. or 19, um, in or around there. And then that kind of continued up until 22-ish, like in or around, wow. like obviously bits of time where I had more money, bits of time where I had less, but yeah, yeah, it was kind of a messy situation up until, you know, the two or three years after that were pretty messy. Poverty's um, no crack. No, no, it's definitely no. not. Um, and then you'll be like me one day and you can spend money on protein water. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you take a swig of that water you just realize mom i've made it <laughs> same about the taste yeah i mean you, you can get very far on cheap food if you're willing you just need to put a lot of work into it unfortunately um yeah 100 percent. but there's no point there's no point killing yourself just because somebody says x y and z is the cheapest way to eat you you know there are there are reasons to suffer, and that's not that doesn't have to be one of them. Yeah, and also as well, like one of the one of the other problems is that like you know frozen foods aren't great. Um, you do lose a lot of nutrients stuff like that when you freeze foods, but mm. it's essential. Um, for a lot of people, um, and especially mm. like if you can bulk buy a lot of fresh ingredients and then freeze those yeah. meals after you make them, that's essential <laughs> because yeah. you know being able to turn you know ten quid into eight dinners is uh, yeah. is definitely like a, a a much much needed skill that people should look into. Um, but like even now, like it's not like I uh, I waste a whole bunch of money and stuff like that. Now mm. I I spend within our means and stuff like that. And you know I am a, I am a pretty generous guy when it comes to to money and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's true. Like, he is. I I'll buy like I buy like the the cheaper options and stuff like that still in stores and stuff. It's not like you know now instead of picking up like a steak in Tesco if we're having steak for dinner, I'll go and only pay like thirty quid a steak in a butcher's. Like I you know all of that stuff just because something's cheap doesn't mean it's bad. Um, yeah. Usually, if it's cheap and frozen, it's probably pretty bad. So yeah. you can get around that part. That that that'll probably do you a world of good as well. Plus, also, if you make the, make it with fresh ingredients, then freeze it, it'll taste a lot better than making it with frozen ingredients and freezing it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, an awful lot better, and that that'll help you a lot to get through the day. My number one piece of advice for people is: don't waste your money on if you're if you're of limited means and you, uh, you know, you don't have um, you don't have a lot of energy for cooking, say and you just don't feel you're, you're up to it. But if you feel that you're just going to do something quick and easy with chicken breast, you can save a huge amount of money because you can buy probably four times as much meat if you buy it as chicken thighs. And your fingers are going to get covered in raw meat juice anyway, just for five or 10 minutes work. It's the such a return on investment that if you just want to skin and debone those chicken thighs, in fact, you can even get deboned chicken thighs in Lidl now and they are a fraction of the price of chicken breast. Yep. The meat is actually better to cook with for stews and stuff. That that is my only piece of advice on frugal living. That's it. Yeah, and there's there's other stuff that'll help you too. So obviously, like if you, especially if you're someone that's hungry a lot because you don't <clears throat> you don't get to you know eat the volume that you'd like to be able to eat. One of the things you have to do is you know you need your protein intake to be high because the protein intake being high is what's going to keep you from feeling feeling full longer. Mm. 
one of and the veg as well. You fill up on veg. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And one of the things with the with the protein stuff is that obviously it's very difficult to get protein cheap, like high levels of protein. But what you can do, especially if you're not like me and you're you're not lactose, um, a lot of times, a lot of places will get like protein powders and stuff in, but they're not selling because it's not the audience that's going to buy them. You know what I mean? It's in the wrong store. The wrong store in the wrong neighborhood. So that stuff will tend to go pretty cheap. And one of the things you can do is if you get like, you know, just a regular carton of milk and make a protein, make protein shakes up with milk when they get reduced cheaper, the protein shake is just powder. It's not going to go off. It's not going to be bad for you. It's not going to make you sick. So if you can pad out a few like midday you get a get a protein shake in with like you know 300 milliliters of milk 400 milliliters of milk that's gonna fill you up for most of the afternoon mm-hmm. and that that'll go a long way as well that'll be a, a big help plus it's easy to get milk free sometimes in the office and shit yeah true that's where you have to be working yeah every, and, every and also porridge you can always you can always put your get your hands on porridge somewhere in an office kitchen never a problem okay uh is there anything we got left on this dan you got anything to say yeah, what do no. you? What's your advice on frugal cooking, Dan? <laughs> you got anything to say? No. <laughs> Man is mad for dinner. I, I I used to eat quite a lot on very little when I was doing the PhD. You know, mm. I worked I think two or three days a week, and that would sustain me for 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 the whole week. Um, but I just veg was the main thing. I just bought mm. shit like buy fresh veg, potatoes, carrots, everything else on mass, and then just get used to roast veg. Easiest mm. way of cooking it. Even minimal other inputs. It can be very tasty if you do it right. So that's what I mostly relied on. Uh, and as the others will attest, I consumed a lot in my dinners. So I wasn't I wasn't reducing intake. I was just mm. changing what I was in pasta as well. Large, yeah. I used to get those massive two kg bags of pasta. It was ideal. Mm. And that is what I consider good student cooking, not yeah. the bad student cooking, where actually it's, very, it's it's not even fucking cheap. You're just like wasting your money, you know. Mm. Yeah. I will, cl- given yeah. that my topic started calling out students and devolving to more <laughs> of an important discussion of, of how to eat when you're poor, I will end with the story of the first time I saw it and tried to eat an avocado and I thought it was any, like any other fruit and I tried to eat it like an apple, so just holding it in my hand. <laughs> and, and <laughs> ah, this is what health feels like. <laughs> I avocado, to- avocado toast is pretty cheap when you get down to it, but you can make it even cheaper if you do it with spinach instead. It's probably just as healthy doing it with frozen spinach. If you get frozen tasty, avocados, though. you can get frozen mm. diced avocados and like li- little Tesco's at first. <laughs> so much cheaper than buying it. I mean, it's not, it's not yeah. as nice, but it's, yeah. I mean, if you're putting the avocado in with other stuff, you don't mm. actually need the avocado to be super tasty. It's just there to be kind of like a smooth mm. flavor difference. So it, mm. it works grand. You go or for smoothies you... and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Or if you're sticking it on a sandwich. Mm. So that's my final mm. advice. Students, get chopped frozen avocados. I think right. I'm gonna buy some frost, some chopped frozen avocados. I didn't know you could get frozen avocados. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think with that we've, uh, I think we've hit our limit for today. I think we've we've ended the show. All Unlucky right, episode thirteen. Unlucky number thirteen. <laughs> Unlucky because now everyone everyone knows what my life was like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to tell us. You can always cut that bit. No, nah, it's fine. I, I, love- I, I I don't have any issues with that. It would be very funny if you cut it, where you just start talking, and like it cuts to like us being like, "Yeah, of course, that must have been very hard." Like, <laughs> like twenty minutes later. Oh, look, it's just it's, it's it is honestly just one of those things that happens in life, and it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's not my life now. Nothing you to know? be ashamed of either. No. No. 
I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. It's you know, my life isn't that way now, and it will never mm. be back to that point. Um, and that like, I don't know what kind of weird disaster or series of disasters would have to happen for that to be the case again. Mm. But, sure, uh, Adam's you know, life never goes back to that point by sharing this podcast with your friends. Tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Five stars everyone's on rent, iTunes. Every, everyone's rent is going up, baby. That's true. On the toast. We yeah. are also uh, we are also a highly ranked iTunes podcast. So if you listen to this podcast on iTunes, make sure to give us a five star rating. Um, you know that, that actually help. does help we'd, the show a lot. It helps it we'd tremendously. Like to, we'd like to push down some of those other marks off the Irish iTunes chart. That'd be good. Uh-huh. And it is that people do think that way. like you know a single like because obviously you can only an iTunes account can only like one podcast once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can only rate the podcast one time only. Um, but that one like, you know, that five star rating goes a huge way on the back end of things. It's every single person that does it is a tremendous help when it comes to that kind of rating. And make sure you follow us along on, you know, Spotify and those other podcast services. You can like the podcast on there too. Share it with your friends. And um, as always, you can always follow us as well on Twitter. I'm at SwaggerGills. Daniel, what are you? I'm at, I was going last, like at the start. That's um, why Stephen's going last. Mr. Dan Purcell. And I'm Stephen Burke at Unburkoch. You have to spell that A-N-B-U-R-C-A-C-H uh, because obviously I picked a great, great one to uh, communicate people in the English language. All right, that's it. I think we're done for the day. Um, catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye, guys. We miss you. That's not true. I won't miss any of them. Uh, pieces of oh, it's the recording. Craig, Craig, oh, stop God. recording. Mask off, mask Craig. off. Craig. Craig.